Welcome to the Weave Your Bliss podcast. I'm your host, Paula Crossfield, a Vedic astrologer and business coach helping you to live in your purpose. And that is what this podcast is all about. So let's jump right in to the conversation. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Weave Your Bliss podcast. I am looking forward to discussing with you shadow work and doing the work that we need to do to uncover parts of our personality that may not be the most fun to look at. And this question came directly from someone in the community who reached out and wanted me to elaborate on this. And I'm going to go into more depth as far as the astrology and talking about Bhuta Vidya, which is a branch of Ayurveda that's also called Ayurvedic psychology. But before I jump in and do that, I want to let you know that if you have a topic you'd like me to explore, you can go to weaveyourbliss.com and contact me through the contact page, or you can send me a message on Instagram, and I would love to hear from you. Also, if you have not subscribed to the podcast, please do so so that you don't miss an episode and do join me over at the Patreon, patreon.com slash weaveyourbliss, where you will be not only supporting this podcast, but you will get access to my weekly astrology updates that come every Monday. I go into depth about the current astrology, how to apply it to your own life and your own chart with practical information about rituals and remedies. It's really a great resource. And it is super affordable. So I hope you'll join me there. You'll also have the opportunity to join at a higher tier and get access to my monthly live new moon circles. Those can be super supportive to set you up for the month ahead. Okay, so let's talk about shadow work. This topic really comes from the work of Carl Jung, who was a 20th century psychologist. And he would talk about the unconscious parts of our personality. So these are the parts of our personality that were sort of hidden from us because in our day-to-day life, we are sort of acting from subconscious programs and are only actively conscious about 5% of the day of what we're doing because we're running programs all the time. It's like if you're driving your car and you're suddenly already at your destination, you didn't really pay that much attention, but you were able to drive the car that is that subconscious programming of knowing what you're doing in real life. Doing shadow work basically involves doing a little bit more digging below the surface to find out what is really motivating us. What stories have we absorbed from the world around us, perhaps from our caretakers when we were growing up, and how those stories are serving us now. How are those patterns of behavior serving us now? And this is a lifelong practice. If you are embodied in a flesh suit, you are doing this work all the time because we're here to work through our karmas. And that's basically what we're talking about. These tendencies, also called vasanas, that we fall into, these patterns that we fall into are karmic in nature. And they can be strongly karmic, in which case we might not even be able to see without some outside grace or help or teachers to help us look at these things. But it's a really important task to dedicate yourself to because 
if we don't look at the shadow side of our behavior, then we don't change. We don't evolve. We don't burn away those karmas and improve our outcomes in our life. That's really the goal is to have a more joyful life, to have a lighter life. And in order to do that, we have to go through the darkness. So in the Northern Hemisphere right now, we're moving towards winter. Feels very much true for me here in Maine. (laughs) Things have definitely gotten colder. The season has changed. And this is a really good time to start doing that reflection. Also, because right now it is the time of year when we talk about ghosts and spirits and the veil getting thin because of the holidays that surround this time, especially the ancestor fortnight in India, but also the origins of the Halloween and the Day of the Dead and all of these things is in honoring what has come before. And so this word in Sanskrit is really helpful, bhuta, which means that which has come before, but also can be translated to spirit or ghost because it involves those things that affect our mind. So in Ayurveda, Bhuta Vidya is the study of psychology in an Ayurvedic context. That's how it's translated. But it is also called Graha Chakitsa. And Graha means grasper, but it's also another word for the planets and astrology which are the supreme possessing agents of our lives. So having a karmic map of the planets and their placements and how they're activated in time for us is a really great way to look at what our karmas are and what we're going to be living through in this lifetime. And the word chikitsa, it comes from the same root as chit, which means consciousness. So to apply consciousness to that which has possessed us is how you could translate that. So in a similar way, this is kind of how we do shadow work from the Ayurvedic perspective, is to look at the stories, the different things that have aspected our minds, the different things that have impacted our minds, the caretakers and what their storylines were, or maybe what our lineage holds, you know, several generations back, maybe there was some major trauma that is still living within us. So we can combine this modern scientific perspective, and also look at how we heal. And so the methodology for healing in Graha Chakitsa is to look at what are these possessions? How can we create a remedy? And how can that remedy be employed? And it's the same when we're talking about Bhuta Vidya. You know, there may be a specific practice that is employed. So mantra practice, recitation of mantras is really helpful because we're harmonizing our spirit. We're creating space. We're tapping into a universal power that can help to heal us. We're calling to ourselves the help that we need through the archetypes of whatever mantra that we're doing. It's a very powerful way to heal. So a lot of the remedies and the methodologies for helping us, ultimately, this is helping us with our mental health, is to create more groundedness through these kinds of practices. And also be willing to look at what comes up when we start to do the practice. Because oftentimes, when we start to do a practice, things get worse before they get better. 
And this should be an indication that we're on the right track. But so many of us are used to kind of instantaneously getting what we want, that we look at that as a deterrent. And it keeps us from moving forward on the path. And it makes us want to push away. And a lot of times, that's what shadow work does. It's repellent. It's not stuff that we want to look at. There are a million other things that we could be doing that could be bringing us momentary satisfaction. The idea of doing shadow work is that through looking at these things, through shedding light on them, through bringing awareness to them, it's a powerful opportunity to actually transform them and not have ourselves be at the mercy of these things that we don't know about. So if we aren't doing this work, then we remain in a certain level of ignorance. And that is depleting of our overall energy, our power, our relationship to source. It's taking back our own story and you know, discovering what there is to learn about it and then being empowered by it rather than being disempowered by it. So I always encourage everyone to do this work. And a really good indicator of where the work is to be done can be found in the birth chart. So when you're sitting with a Jyotishi, they can look at, you know, your ancestral line through the fourth house, for example, what's going on with the fourth house, what planets were activated in childhood, what experiences may have informed you, may have given you some traumatic learnings in childhood, and what did you do with that? Where, you know, was there grace in helping you move through that? Were there people in your life that could support you? And if there were not, now that they're sitting and talking to the Jyotishi, how can that happen now? You know, how can we find healing in this moment? The sixth house and the eighth house are also interesting indicators because the eighth house is all about death and endings and loss and trauma and crisis, but also about magical changes, transformation, tantra. So somebody who has a really strong eighth house, they may have had some hard experiences in life, but they say they have a really strong planet in the eighth. There may be an opportunity for them to utilize these experiences to really transform themselves. And similarly with the sixth house, which is also about difficulties and loss and trauma and anxiety. And the medicine in the sixth house is to be of service to other people. Oftentimes, these people are very powerful healers who have a strong sixth house or who have undergone some difficulties with their sixth house and really transmute whatever difficulties through being of service in the world and and helping through their gifts. If you are looking for better ways to understand astrology and yourself, you are in luck because I have a course out now called The Planets. And it goes in depth into the stories of the planets, their characteristics, how we can have a relationship with them, how they may afflict us and what to do about it. You also learn a lot about karma, about Vedic astrology, what it is, where it originates from, how to read your chart. So it's a pretty in-depth look 
and a helpful tool for you to better understand astrology. If you'd like to learn more, you can go to weaveyourbliss.teachable.com. You'll see the planets there and you can click through and learn more. So a skilled Jyotishi can look at these things and really help to guide you so that you can work through any traumas that you've had in this lifetime or any stories that are holding you back from being your best self. Because that is really why we came to be in our human form is to work through our limitations, to get closer to our own essence, to release fear, to work through whatever patterning that's not serving us and to look at who we truly are. This is what so many of the saints of India, like Nisargadatta Maharaj, if you've heard of him, he has a book of his teachings that I think his students put out called I Am That. And that was the teaching is, essentially, we are all that, that being the divine force of the universe. We all come from that. So whatever else is layered upon that, whatever fears we have, whatever doubts we have, whatever limitations we have are self-imposed. So our true freedom comes through looking at these shadow sides and working out what it is we need to work out. And oftentimes that involves asking for help, seeking support from the people in our lives who are supportive, having teachers, following a practice becoming more grounded through that practice and um, trusting the unfolding. That's a really important piece because like I said, when you start doing this work, it can feel terrible at first. So you have to have something you can rest in, trust knowing that it's all unfolding perfectly, that you're not just the victim of this painful episode in your life, that you're actually becoming more and more empowered every day. So how can you flip the script, so to speak, and change the narrative and fall into trust and know that everything's kind of happening as it should be? So I hope this is a helpful episode. Let me know again if you have topics you'd like for me to talk about from a Vedic astrology lens. I really appreciate you being here. And I know that your time is extremely valuable. And you know it's the, the biggest gift in the world for you to be here and listening. So I just want to say that I appreciate you. And I look forward to staying in touch. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Weave Your Bliss podcast. We hope it was inspiring for you. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave a comment for us. I want to thank the team at Team Podcast who helped get this podcast out to you. And also to thank the musicians who were the creators of this beautiful music we're listening to now. It comes from an album, Fragments of a Season, by Alexis Georgopoulos and Jeffrey Cantuladesma. So check it out wherever you get your music. Have a wonderful day and we will connect soon on a future episode.